Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Sandy Springs, Georgia, it's time for In and On Business. Brought to you by the Sandy Springs Perimeter Chamber. For more information, go to sandyspringsperimeterchamber.com. Now, here's your host. This is In and On Business with the Sandy Springs Perimeter Chamber, where we explore the tension between executing on and innovating in business. I am your host, Adam Ferrand. Welcome. A quick orientation for our listeners regarding the idea of working in and working on your business. When you consider working on your business, we're referring to the work that enables the delivery of a fabulous service or a remarkable product. And when we talk about working in your business, we're referring to the growth-oriented activities you undertake to ensure the sustainability and the viability of your business in the future. There's this tension between working in and working on your business, and we want to talk about it. And I've got three fabulous guests today to help share their experience and their perspective in working in and working on their businesses. It is March of 2023, and we are celebrating International Women's History Month. And what brings these three women together, the tie that binds them, is that they are three of the four new female board members on our board of directors at the Sandy Springs Perimeter Chamber. We have Jennifer Barnes, we have Clarissa Sparks, and we have Megan Harris today. So welcome. So excited to be here with you this afternoon and get your perspective and your experience and your words of wisdom uh, to share with fellow members and to the business community at large as well. So let's just do a quick round of introductions, brief hello so that people can hear your voice and share with us just who you are and, and what you do. Hey, my name is Jennifer Barnes, and by, in the mornings, I run a nonprofit food pantry in Sandy Springs, San, Solidarity Sandy Springs, and in the afternoon, I work on and run a real estate team, Keller Williams Realty, the Barnes Young team. Awesome. Thank you, Jennifer. Clarissa, you're up. All right. My name is Clarissa Sparks. I am the founder of She Sparks, which is a brand strategy in digital design consultancy. I work with small businesses to help them to come up with their marketing plan so that they can scale. All right. And my name is Megan Harris. I am a business owner. I am a financial advisor. I know that sounds really fancy, but what I do is I talk to individuals and business owners about what they should do around their financial wellness with their business, their practices, how they make sure they build that moat around their castle and they can have a legacy to leave for their family. That's awesome. As I shared with you earlier, the reason why you guys are here is uh, I really appreciate the thought leadership, the critical thinking that you bring to your work and to your service to the community. And so we're going to reflect on your past experiences personally and professionally. And as we think about that tension between working in your business and working on your business, working in your community or on your community, as the case may be, that there's experiences that you've had that would love to learn more about and have you share that part of your story with us today. So we'll start with working in your business. Uh, when you think about the times in which you have worked in your business and even today, if today's a working in your business kind of day, what strategies or tactics have served you best so that you get the best out of yourself uh, and your practice with the skills and knowledge that you have 
that allow you to work in your business or even those that you have responsibility for on your team that you're leveraging the best of them as well. Share with me and share with our listeners some of those strategies or tactics that have worked well for you in the past or maybe even today. Um, Jennifer, any thoughts? Um, My first initial thought that comes to mind is working in your business is all about your attitude Mm -hmm. and the energy that you bring to the job that you do every day because not everything about your business, working in your business that you're going to love, but if you bring to it with a good spirit, with a good energy, with moving things forward, then that's probably my best first tip for working in it. And is that for yourself or is that for you and your team? That's for everybody involved. But I think if you're the the leader, then you are responsible for the energy in the room. And the more people that you can surround yourself with that have your same energy and your same passion for doing things, the the faster you're going to go and the the further you're going to go as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Megan, what are your thoughts about uh, in the leadership that you provide your clients and others in the community what worked well for you when you're in the business one of the number one things that i like to pride myself on is just really being personable i'm talk i am in the corner of the room that's one of the three top three things mama told you not to talk to strangers about (laughs) so mama told you not to tell anybody about your money and so i like to make it personable i like to bring humor in the room and, you know, shave down the anxiety around those tough conversations. So uh, leaning into, you know, connecting is probably the, the number one thing for me working in my business because my business is another human being. It's yeah. not a product um, per se. So I have to have the ability to connect with them on some level. Yep. Makes sense. Certainly works well, Jennifer, in the work that you do. It does. Yeah. Clarissa, as, as you think about the advice and counsel and the uh, consulting that you provide now, but perhaps work that you've done in the past, tell me about working in your business. Oh, working in my business. I think I was kind of going off of what Jennifer stated, waking up with the right attitude and going through, because entrepreneurship, as we all know, is not easy. And so making sure that you're working in your business so that it can be sustainable and can grow. I think you have to have systems in place. And I think that's what's helped me alongside with having the uh, those good core values of operating out of excellence. And that determines my attitude so that when I am implementing those systems, things can kind of work out smoothly. So I think that's very important for people as you having that entrepreneurial mindset to get up every day and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to tackle it. I'm going to work on whatever that task is, that long to-do list that we all have, Mm -hmm. and just having the good attitude to work through it so that we can get through the daily operations of working in the business. Yeah, yeah. So building upon that, uh, Clarissa, uh, what I hear us saying collectively is like, this is very much of a human endeavor, right? Yes. Uh, And I appreciate, Jennifer, your approach. You talk about attitude and energy and, and spirit, right? Uh, and if you're talking about one of those things mama told you not to talk about, people's money, right, and other people's money, you've got to make that true and authentic human connection, right? But then we know as humans we thrive within constructs. We thrive best when there's uh, uh, frameworks for our work. 
Clarissa, you talk about systems, right? And, and operating within systems of, of, of excellence. Uh, tell me about some of those frameworks that, that you use or perhaps that allow you to best serve a client or even best serve yourself. Is that, is that uh, like your daily organizer? Is that uh, a framework or construct when it comes to a particular uh, marketing or communication challenge? I start with good old-fashioned pen and paper. <laughs> that, that is my first uh, system that I kind of use to kind of help organize the day just to kind of get a, a broad stroke of what do I have to do, not only for myself, but for my clients and learning to prioritize what's important and going through those lists to make sure that the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Yeah. And um, when it comes to automation and things like that, I do use various systems to kind of help me stay organized or like I said whether it's just an electronic calendar or doing invoicing whatever the case may be because again I am a one woman show most Mm -hmm. of the time and so I do have to have again those automated processes in place so that I can be successful in helping my clients and helping keeping myself organized yeah yeah, absolutely. You know, particularly when you think about an editorial calendar or a content calendar, if you're doing social media posting, right, and knowing what you got planned for, and and maybe there is a, a digital tool that allows you to post asynchronously, right, yes. and get stuff out, right? Yeah. Uh, are there any tools that, that you'd give a shout out to that's like, hey, I live on... I live on Hootsuite. Hootsuite. Uh, yes, that helps me with all of my social media um, content, whether it's posting to Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and um Having that set that system set up in place and make sure that I'm speaking to the right audience at the right time, yep. and it helps save me time. Again, going in a month ahead and planning out that calendar so that it can be one less thing on my to do list. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer, when you think about the market, your afternoon job. Let me clarify: <laughs> in the real estate market, um, those tools, those platforms, the things that keep your systems of operation going. Uh, what do you lean upon the most? Um, I lean upon people yeah. because I am not naturally organized and that really is not my gift zone. But I am so fortunate to be surrounded by people who that is their gift zone. So my goal is to empower them to do everything that our whole team needs to do just to make sure that we're given the best level of customer service in the real estate industry that we can. And that trans- translates back to the, the food pantry as well because we run with a volunteer team of people. So my job is to create the big picture and um, put people in the right spaces where their talents lie so we can get things done. Because if they were depending on me for organization, (laughs) it would be a mess. But they're leaning on you for motivation, right? They are leaning on me for motivation. Exactly. That's awesome. And connecting all the dots for people. Yeah. That's great. Megan, uh, when you think about your work and the frameworks uh, and the systems in which you operate, anything in particular that uh, that is worth mentioning uh, to our for our listeners in terms of like, hey, have you thought about using this platform or this tool? I will say that something that I had grossly underestimated before when I first got started, but definitely have bought into, is my CRM system. Hmm. 
Yep. Um, CRM and Outlook. <laughs> and, and Outlook. Because if it's not on my calendar, it does not exist. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but it's true. Um, Let but me my, ask you this, though. Mm-hmm. What does CRM stand for? Client Relationship Management System. Yep. And um, there's several out here in the market, depending on you. And some of them have, um, you know, for niche industries or whatever uh, corner of the room that you are, sector that you're involved in, they have something that's probably catered to you. Uh, I personally use Redtail. Redtail. But okay. it... Um, it, it helps me keep track of the conversations I've had with clients, follow-up pieces that I that I need to do, look into. Uh, it can also be leveraged as a delegation tool. You can do um, emails. You can do a lot with it. Um, but just on a basic management standpoint, sometimes I can't fit all these thoughts in my head. Mm-hmm. And I have to delegate it out someplace. And yes, I love my pen and paper. I'm sitting here with my composition book now. Uh, however, when I'm on the go, um, I need to be able to get access to something immediately, whether I'm stationary at home or at the office or moving to, to on meetings. They have an app. So having that access to those key notes um, is vital. Yep. Yeah. I'm a big fan of OneNote and the the Microsoft platform, uh, but I combine that with Evernote uh, as a personal tool because my recall, my memory, uh, (laughs) my reference point is fading as I age. And so you... You know, with that great device in my pocket, I've always got everything at my fingertips as well. That's good. I use 17 hats, and I think it's kind of reflective because, as again, as entrepreneurs, we wear so many hats. Yeah. <laughs> so they keep me organized and how I uh, you know, relate with my customers. So I use, again, 17 hats. That's awesome. Jennifer, when I, uh, going back to your focus on motivation and purpose, do you have any tools that you use besides your natural ability to be enthusiastic and 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 use that contagious enthusiasm, or, or or do you have a system for keeping people motivated and engaged? I think I have a system for keeping myself motivated. I've got a little pile of books <laughs> okay. that sits right next to my computer in yeah. the morning, and my favorite one I'm reading now is a thousand things that positive people do and it's just little stories and I've got there's a lady who sends me seven different motivational things every morning so I sit and flip through those and then the Oprah um but your best life she's got a card deck that has like a thousand cards in it so I pull those out and read those and it's kind of funny how the random things show up on the right kind of days and it's the right kind of message and you know I read scripture I do I say my prayers I read my in my little daily journal and I just have to kind of get in the right mindset tackle the day and some days you you know are going to be harder than others so you armor up just a little bit more just because you you need that little extra motivation yeah well before we started you said earlier like some days you thrive some days you survive that's right right (laughs) that's it yeah clarissa when you think about your daily motivation or, or how you motivate your partners um you know, in the work that you do, or maybe even motivating your clients. And that's a whole, that could be a, probably a whole nother episode. Yeah. Um, but when you think about maybe just your personal motivation, what, what do you turn to? Uh, just like Jennifer, I turn to scripture. I think that entrepreneurship is a faith walk mm-hmm. and you have to trust in my case, trust God and the process. And so I know for my clients, I send out a weekly 
on Sunday evenings, I send out a weekly motivation okay. and affirmation to kind of give nice. them the the encouragement to uh, move forward throughout the week, whether it's being productive or just having positive thoughts. So that is my weekly practice um, with my clients. Um, and again, for myself, just kind of just knowing my why Mm -hmm. and knowing that it's bigger than me I think is so important and that keeps me motivated to kind of push through not only for myself but know that the work and the quality of work that I'm doing makes impact on others and so if you keep that in mind that it's bigger than you it makes the process just a little bit easier certainly does certainly does Megan when you think about that daily weekly quarterly motivation or we were talking earlier today about that long tail of life right and 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 being prepared for that um what what do you seek out in terms of that uh source for motivation or perspective or purpose i look towards the beach that i'm crawling to (laughs) after the shipwreck out at sea I'm trying to make it. <laughs> no, um, I it's a it's a collective of different things that are, I, they won't they're not I probably may not sound as organized, <laughs> but yes, I'll send out um, motivational things to certain clients. I'll, I, one of the best pieces of advice that I heard from a mentor of mine was to listen to that little voice on the inside of you. So when you feel something tugging at you, like hey, you know. When something's telling you, reach out to such and such, or just send a quick little, a funny meme, or it, it doesn't have to be overthought mm-hmm. terribly much. It doesn't have to be fancy, yeah. but it's those little things, uh, making space to kind of hear that little, that nudge inside of you. And when you do it, for some reason, I always get a good answer back. Like, hey, I was just thinking about you. Don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know. You've been on my heart for a minute and uh, just, just want to say hi. And then they were like, hey. Yeah, I've been going through something. And um, that has proved to be such a great um, place to go with without me overthinking it. Um, in terms of other differentiators, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be fancy. I give $2 bills <laughs> to, to clients, you know, for birthdays, if they increase their contributions in their investment accounts or anything like that. And it's not the cost of it, it's the novelty. Right. Because when's the last time you saw one? Okay. That's my idea now. You guys can't take it. But it's the little things like that. So I guess the best thing is to always make space to be thoughtful um, and listening to those little tugs in yourself uh, to hone back in that connection with your clientele and um, and just kind of ride that out and not overthink it terribly far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's one of the sources of, of motivation for me uh, is when when I meet a business owner and, and we have that question like how did you start this you know like it started as a catering concept you know, the uh, the lunch we had today right uh, with local expedition uh, you know and, and Danny the owner there just started out with a unique set of combination of, of foods and sauces and turned into another concept for me it's that connection of uh, my motivation and, and my purpose is drawn from that of others as well. And that's what I love about this work in the chamber, right? Is hearing these stories of, of humans being concerned about other humans' needs uh, and how we can help them, whether that's by food, by advice, by counsel, um, by sh- ensuring that people can hear and have access to our stories to provide them shelter 
um, or even food, um, maybe at, in moments of insecurity, but maybe even in times of, of uh, great success as well, right? And so appreciate you guys sharing that perspective on motivation and purpose, right? Because I do think that when you are working in your business, you've got to have a healthy dose of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You really do. I think sometimes too, Adam, in the world of uh, again entrepreneurship, it can be uh, if you have not established a team and you're working independently, it can be very isolating. So you need to yes. start establishing those outlets so that you can brainstorm, come up with different creative ideas, and then build that sense of community. And I think that's very important for you to get involved in um, groups like the Chamber. Um, so again, so that you can build the community and have ways to bounce ideas off of people and help you kind of motivate and stay motivated and stay encouraged when you're surrounded by other thought leaders and other uh, like minded individuals I think that's important to build that community again by joining associations like the chamber yeah you know it's uh, you may not always have the energy for it that day um, if you're like me, you're an ambivert. Like you, uh, there's moments of outgoing, uh, obvious extroversion. Uh, but there's you need time to recharge, right? And, right? and know that if your source of energy and your source of purpose or meaning comes from others in whom you serve and how you serve them, then yeah, find a place where you can do that, yeah. right? Where you can thrive. And some days you got to fake it. <laughs> but once you figure, once you fake it and you get to somewhere, even when you didn't want to go, those are the days when you come up with the best stuff, though, when you meet the best people and you make the best connections. Yep. So it's making yourself do something you don't really want right. to do. It's all about showing up. I it think is. that's very important that as, you know, as thought leaders and, again, entrepreneurs, business owners, just show up. Mm-hmm. And that's half the battle. Right. Yeah. Show up and battle. be open. Yes. To the possibilities opportunity opportunity absolutely well let's uh shift gears to the on part of working on your business and clarissa i'm going to take a riff off that showing up part right Um, when you think about the future of your work the future of your business the future of your product the future of your service uh, that's when you've got to dedicate and devote yourself to working on that part of the business right right Um, how do you show up when you start thinking about um, innovating or iterating or evolving, um, is it uh, where do you find your inspiration for that? Uh, for me, it's continuous education. Yep. I think that the market is constantly changing, so staying up to date on what's next and right. what's to come. Right. Um, I know for my business, it's all about digital transformation yes. and going into AI. And so now it's like, okay, let let me shift so that I can be a top on top of the trend and making sure that I can lead my clients um, down the path of digital transformation as well. Um, when I first started out in marketing, Facebook wasn't around. Twitter wasn't around, no social media. So now even years, fast forward years to now, people are still having a hard time keeping up because every day is something new. And you need to know, target your audiences and niche down and figure out what's going to work best for your concept so that you can make sure that you're delivering the services that you set out to deliver in the very beginning. So you have to change, change with the trends. You do, you do. Yeah. But you find yourself keeping yourself open to that, right? Because you know that the the evolution of 
digital communication, marketing, and platforms, and then the tools are are constantly in flux, right? They're constantly in flux, and you do have to be open. If I get focused in on one thing, that means it's probably already out of date. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to kind of keep up to say, okay, you know what? Facebook was working five years ago, but maybe I should be doing something different now. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a constant thinking. So Jennifer, uh, you know the the real estate market is evolving rapidly right now. Hourly, <laughs> hourly, yeah. I mean, we've been through a real estate market in the last two and a half years that no one could have ever predicted. I mean, when the pandemic began, everyone just naturally assumed that everyone was going to hole up and nobody was going to move and nothing was going to happen when it was quite the opposite. Right. Within, I mean, we had two months of downtime and within within 90 days, people were clamoring to change their residence because they were, they were working at home and they figured out that they didn't like what they had. So they wanted something different. And we have lived on up until about June of this last year, an economy and a real estate market that we've never seen before and june 15th the break stopped interest rates went up and people went back into hibernation so we've worked on um helping ourselves get through a shift and it it all goes back to your toolbox i mean i've been doing this for 32 years so i lived through the recession so Mm -hmm. there's a good there's a good basis of what to do and you just have to figure out what the market is and you have to stay ahead of the market trends and i will say that i have a great team that follows the trends and we know the days on the market and we know what prices are doing and which areas are hot so you just have to be the economist of choice for your real estate (laughs) clients and Mm -hmm. that's 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 where the real estate's come from. So with all those changes that are occurring in the market that are beyond your control, right? How is it that your or how is your business as you work on your business, how is it changing? And um, we have to go back to our old models and systems and we have to do things that we've done bef- that we used to do in the old days that worked. Okay. And it's just changing strategies. I mean, we're going back to you have to have your home professionally staged right now. You really should do a pre-inspection of your house so that you know what's wrong with it mm-hmm. so that you can get it fixed because today's buyer is so different than this time last year. They're picky right now. This time last year, you were just happy to get a house. You didn't care if it, the foundation was crumbling or anything, or it had indoor plumbing, for that matter. <laughs> now, people are picky, and you've got to make sure that you, um, you're, in, you're in good shape, because otherwise, you'll have a canceled contract, and you have to resell, which is harder. Right. It's a whole different set of strategies, and it's the ability to communicate that strategy with a seller who's still nostalgically living mm. in, but my neighbor got $100,000 over list price last year well you just have to stay with the market that it is right now yeah i imagine you have some people on your team that weren't real estate professionals um at the time you know through the recession that didn't know what was old is now new is new to them oh the millennials don't yeah they they haven't lived through that which is kind of funny because the millennials have such a good energy and a good way of thinking about things but they don't have experience to fall back on right Right. now so it's kind of up to up to us to teach the kids i mean i work in an office with 400 and something agents and the average age is probably around 30 so these kids i call them um they just need to go but we just we just have to educate them on what what the old ways that actually yeah, worked. And yeah. then once they get the buy-in, they think it's their idea. So it's great. Yeah. But how ironic, though, that um, 
you know, the, what's a new strategy for them is actually an old strategy. Yeah, they, everything comes around. <laughs> Nothing new under the sun, right? Nope. <laughs> not at all. Apparently not. You can trace it back for sure. So, Megan, when you think about working on your business, what does that look like? You know, or where do you find inspiration for change? Where do you reference um, what's happening in your marketplace and how you best serve your clients and serve the community at large? So it's an interesting combination of um, for the fundamentals of business. So mm-hmm. one, working on your business, clear, clearly understanding what business stage you're in, whether you're in the startup phase, you're in the growth phase, you're um, going through a transition phase, and then sunset or, so, or some sort of exit planning as well. So that's, that's a fundamental uh, exercise that every business owner should go through to figure out what phase that they're in so that you can start building, fleshing out a SWOT analysis of what you should do next right, right. Um, for what, what your strengths and weaknesses are. Um, as that pertains in an ever-changing environment, um, we, in my space, I, I always will lead my workshops. I do workshops for 401k participants, and I will ask, hey, what are you guys hearing on the streets? Mm-hmm. And because there's always something out there on social media, whether it be TikTok, Instagram, whatever new XYZ social media platform there is that is going to be pushing some snippet of a get money quick or a fast growth kind of tip. Um, I've heard of everything from, hey, you build your credit by getting as many credit cards as possible Mm. all the way to the Lotus Lotus strategy, which don't get me started. But, um, But you have to figure out how do we still in, insert and introduce healthy financial fundamentals to you know upcoming generations current generation and then our aging a, aging population who want to keep up with the new trending things too right. within a balance and still transferring that message across. And that can be a little bit of a quagmire um, to be honest. I'm not going to lie and say I figured out 100% of it. Um, the thing is, is just coming in more open-ended is uh, the best way and then inserting those nug- the knowledge nuggets mm-hmm. in between um, in those conversations uh, from whoever I'm sitting across the table from because either way, the fundamentals of a business cycle are never going to change. A market cycle, we're always going to go through up and down. So those are going to be our constants going forward. But the environment that they are, they're operating in will always be ever-changing. Yeah. So... Uh- what I hear is a common thread between the three of you, certainly, is that there are those, to use your words, fundamentals, Megan, as you refer to them, like the basics, just the absolute basics, the, the things that are evergreen to the business, right? Whatever sector or vertical you're in, and that without some level of competency of understanding what those fundamentals are, you may not necessarily have a basis for understanding how the latest and greatest tool actually could help your business, right? Um, and so that's, I guess that's the challenge, right? In today's market, in today's economy, that there are some things that are irrevocably changed in our society, in our, in our business communities, in our economies, but then there's things that will not change, right? That will remain the same. And you have to be aware of them and understand uh, in contextual situations, like how that relates to um, what's new versus what's old, right? Yeah. And also one other thing. Um, I know millennials is very catchy, but Generation Z is the one 
<laughs> they are the ones out here. Just want to throw that in there, in there as an elder millennial myself. <laughs> Just I know we get a lot of a lot of flack, but uh, it's usually Generation Z now. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to agree. <laughs> I'm going to update my jargon. <laughs> so we were talking about this earlier. Um, you know, in, in terms of advice and counsel, you would give other business leaders, business owners, professionals who have uh, leadership responsibility uh, to be working in and on their business. Is there any advice? Is there any counsel that you would offer uh, are there best practices? Are there things um, that that you contemplate um, as it relates to that tension between executing and, and implementing, working in your business, and contrasting that with the growth opportunities of uh, of growing your business because there's new things? Jennifer? I'm going to advise you to get some help because I think as a business person, you can't possibly know everything about everything. And I don't know about y'all, but I sometimes get caught in my own head sometimes (laughs) and I start to analyze things and then there's no action with analysis. So I would advise you to hire a coach and most industries have coaches that are specific to that industry, but just a basic business coach. And honestly, it's kind of like going to therapy, so it's kind of the same thing. But, I mean, and as an entrepreneur, I think that we need help in learning how to compartmentalize working in our business and on our business because it's emotionally we get our high from working in our business and solving people's problems and the adrenaline that comes from fighting fires. But in order to truly realize what we're supposed to be here for, you got to settle down and work on your business and it's not always comfortable because it's not sometimes you got to dig a little deeper in your own soul to figure out what the purpose is and then sometimes you got to do stuff that you're not very good at and you don't really want to so if you have a coach you're going to face that a whole lot faster that's awesome great advice Clarissa any thoughts uh, or sage words of wisdom as it relates to the stress that comes from switching between working in your business and working on your business? Gosh, you know, I guess the advice that I would offer would be to, again, know your purpose. Mm -hmm. Always go back to that sense of why you started the business. Um, And then to Jennifer's point, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, So look for those systems to put into place. Look for the uh, components that will make your life a little bit easier and to take some things off of your plate. I also, again, trust the process. I mean, entrepreneurship, the journey is fun. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, you know evolution, and you you're gonna have your ups, you're gonna have your downs. But if you go back to that purpose and knowing why you started, I think it always always keeps you going. And um, there's you know I don't think there's a true work life balance, but try to make it as um, balanced as you possibly can. What works for you may not work for someone else. But again, you want to make sure that you keep your um, mental space healthy as you go through the journey, and don't be afraid to ask for help. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, Megan. I know you got a few words about this question of uh, you know what advice and counsel would you give. Use some different words than what Clarissa uh, just shared with us. Um, what I keep coming back to is sometimes those lines can get really blurry about what to do next. And we have a lot of popular little slogans and taglines that we throw out there that will always be there. Um, but 
one of the best things I found to keep grounded is that community, that service. So going back and serving your community in some way, form, or fashion, connecting with your neighbor through your chamber is a great opportunity We, uh, as well because it gives you a, a safe space to vent because when you're talking to other business owners versus family members mm-hmm. or friends yep. who yep. have corporate jobs or whatever XYZ, it's a totally different experience. It does get lonely. You you can get really you can be really uh, motivated one minute and literally five seconds later be like, what am I doing? Um, so things that's helped me even in my own growth is always staying grounded. So community service is something I love to engage in because it puts you across the table from someone, right? And it's it's it keeps you grounded. It humbles you, and it also can feed into your soul in a whole different way. Um, and reinvigorate your purpose of why you're doing what you're doing, um, which is the big thing when you're when you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a solopreneur or you have a small team or you're looking forward to growing into something big, whatever that is. Uh, so always say, you know, keeping that service and connection to your community is is food for yourself and your soul and the direction of your business as well gives you a pulse of what's going on on the ground floor. Yeah, there's so much to that, right? Um, that solitary experience as a as a leader, right? Even in the context of a large organization, leaders are are having to have courageous conversations and make difficult decisions. That if you lean upon others, um, your peers who may be in different sectors. Um, that may not necessarily have uh, any competitive concerns per se, but can give some ad- advice and counsel on on uh, the fundamentals, right? Reminding yourself of the fundamentals, or perhaps the new challenges and, and what uh, new options and tools and techniques or contexts there are, and sharing your fails. That's yeah. another thing. We, yeah. I mean, it's always great to toot your own horn. Nothing wrong with it, but sometimes it's okay just to kind of. You know, grab a beer with a friend that's in your local chamber. Hence, since join the chamber, uh, um, and like talk about like, look, I failed at this this week. Okay, like, and let's giggle about it over a beer, and like, let, and then out of that, we can actually have a brainstorming session in a safe like. And I know I'm using this safe space phrase, but it's true. You open up differently, and you guys can feed into each other. Like, hey, this is what I did different, and it helped me out. It's like, okay, great. I'm gonna try that next week. Mm-hmm. So, um, and just take it step by step instead of thinking in such a grandiose, you know, headspace because it's so intimidating. And it's so and easy to in get a lost world in. where everything is curated on social media to look like it's perfect. Right. And entrepreneurship is not perfect. Right. And you do need people that you can share those failures with and then curate a picture perfect <laughs> look on uh, <laughs> social media. <laughs> Jennifer, any, any thoughts about that? It all boils back to authenticity. Yeah. yeah. And it's like we all compare ourselves on Facebook to everyone else. But at the end of the day, we're all just a little bit messy. It doesn't really matter. But if, you can, if your mess can help somebody else, just like what you said, 
then you're saving somebody. You're, you're lightening the load for somebody yeah. right there. Yeah. And I think the other thing, too, is it's all about the people you surround yourself with. What is it they say? You're, you're a com- you'll be a combination of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. So who do you hang out with? Who do you rely on for advice? Who do you, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're probably in the wrong room because it's all about the growth that goes with it and the people. That's awesome. Awesome. This has been an absolutely phenomenal first episode. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for including yes, us in this. <laughs> indeed. I shared with you guys earlier how much I appreciate uh, you as individuals, uh, as human beings, first and foremost. Uh, but second of all, the leadership that you bring to our organization, the leadership you bring to our community. Uh, very grateful for that. Deeply appreciate that. Appreciate the time you spent with us today and sharing your perspective, your stories, the things that you're challenged with, and perhaps. Um, the things that motivate you, the tools that you use, uh, and really the meaning of community, right? Yes, uh, and being it. together. And so appreciate the shout outs for the, what a chamber can do for you. I'll leave it at that <laughs> as, the, as the local chamber leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're grateful for your time here. For those of you listening in, uh, check us out at the Sandy Springs Perimeter Chamber, sspchamber.org, or just Google us. You'll find us on all uh, social media platforms. But in particular, I'd encourage you to find us on LinkedIn as well. Um, We'll be posting this session, this episode, as well as photographs on all our uh, social media platforms and tagging Jennifer and Clarissa and Megan in in them as well. So if you want to get in touch with Jennifer Barnes or Clarissa Sparks or Megan Harris, you can do so on those platforms as well. So once again, this is In and On Business with the Sandy Springs Premier Chamber where we're exploring the tension between executing on and innovating in your business. I'm your host, Adam Ferrand.